Hello and welcome back to the All Things Strongman podcast. Today we have episode three. If you've not listened to the first two episodes with Connor Curran and Paddy Haynes, you can do now over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you're taking your wherever podcast. Wherever you get your playlist. <laughs> yes. And also the video version, if you want to watch our faces talk, are available on YouTube as well. But today we have a guest, and you've you've just heard him, and he's he's sat there flexing away to himself. Uh, we have a two-time world strongest man competitor, the two-time reigning defending UK strongest man, many-time England strongest man, an under twenty-threes junior world champion. Any more titles I'm forgetting, Paul? Uh, they're the most of them. The junior most one makes me feel so old now. Yeah. 2017, it's like, oh, yes. that's quite a long time ago. But yes, it obviously is Paul Smith. I've not given you his full full title. <laughs> and, and one thing I will do before we start is introduce myself. I realise I've not given an introduction to myself. My name's Adam. I'm the man, <laughs> the, the person behind All Things Strongman on Instagram. And now, obviously, this podcast, I realise it first two episodes, I've given nobody an incl- inclination of what my name is. I'm just a person that talks. So thought I'd do that first. But Paul... How are you doing? How are things with you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, not bad at all. Um, feeling pretty chilled. I'd trained and then had a little massage today, so I'm nice and relaxed. Oh, oh, very nice, very nice. One, one title I didn't give you, but it will be soon that you will be, be called this, is Dad. You obviously have a baby on the way. Yes, that's true. That um, We are racing towards Britons and... Nancy being born, and I feel that they could be extremely close. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a couple of you obviously that have got uh, babies expected sort of around Brits because obviously yourself and Luke Stoltman, it's almost kind of a who which baby will arrive first, and will you both make it to Brits? Yeah, of course, Luke. I think they are three weeks after us, so it could be it could be either way. To be fair, mm. yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one. But yes, how is how is Shannon? Your obviously lovely wife. She is, she's good. She's getting to the stage where she can't walk too well. Um, but she's, she's still training well. She did a hundred kilo front squat for five today. So she's, uh, she's still doing all right. Um, but wow. I think, I think she's just getting a bit bored of being pregnant now. She wants, uh, she wants her out. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. You, you always hear that with uh, mums to be, you get to a certain stage and they're just ready for it to sort of be over and the baby to be here. Yeah, definitely. We've had all the excitement now. Now it's like, right, let's just let's just have the baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we mentioned Shannon there. I just want to give a word on her. Obviously, potentially the world's strongest couple, I have to say. Obviously, Shannon in her own right is a um, former world's strongest woman at the under 64 kilo category. So definitely a strong household for the baby to be born into. Yeah, we- the the common assumption is that Nancy is going to be extremely strong, and I, I'm I'm pretty sure she will be. Um, I'm I'm hoping we have some like wonderful moment of a like arm wrestling, some grown up and just destroying <laughs> something like that. I'm sure we'll have a few of those as she grows really up, but, but we'll see. Yeah, that would that would be quite uh, something to see. I'm sure there'll be a few uh, grown ups out there that would lose to a. A strong, a strong baby or a strong kid coming from those genes. I'm sure it would be. I'm sure it'll be a social media flip for the ages. Oh yeah, definitely might get some followers. Definitely, uh, but yes, onto yourself. Um, 
We'll go, just cover your sort of last 12 months. It's been a bit of an interesting one for yourself, I'm, I'm sure you'd say. How, how did you find 2023? Um, so, yeah, 2023 started off really well. Um, Britain's went well. It went very well coming forth. It was annoying having my worst event, Bowser's, that did me out of the, well, sec- a one podium position. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a very positive start generally. Thankfully, since then, I had a really good power stairs to finish the season on the back end. So that, that has come on massively. Um, bit of an up and down one during. Um, Europe's and Worlds didn't go so well. Um mm-hmm. Not to put a massive downer on the on the podcast, but we we remember we found out we had a we just had a miscarriage a week of Europe's strongest man, which wasn't the best mm. kind of mental headspace for me. And then training for Worlds at all, but it, it certainly was one of the few times where training hasn't seemed like my number one focus. Um then found out we were pregnant and then kind of Felt much better mentally, much better prepared. Went into UKs feeling really good and positive and won that, feeling great. Um, and then just had two results towards the back end, England's from Ultimate England's from the Fisher Strongman, where I felt pretty good, but I just had not the best performance. Like I went in feeling strong and I had two fourth places where I felt yeah. like I, I left a few points out there. Um, so I wasn't unhappy where where I was generally, but I just feel like I didn't really put it together on the actual comp day. So it's a bit of an annoying way to finish the season. Um, nothing major like disaster, but it was annoying not to just get another couple of trophies to uh, finish off the year. Yeah, it's it's, it's obviously going to be a little bit disappointing. We'll talk about. I just wanted to cover that ultimate uh, ultimate strongman England's strongest man competition. It's obviously a competition won for a number of years previously, probably the favourite going into it. And then it's that, probably that Hoosfell Stone event, that first first up, obviously, you unfortunately finished last and it was kind of felt like you were chasing your tail a little bit from, from that point then. Yeah, it was just, it was a classic kind of, I felt like I didn't need to train it. Um, it's normally quite a good, not an amazing event, but a pretty good event for me, Hoosfell, but that's when I prepared on it. I thought, I'll be all right, I'll be fine. Picked it up, felt okay. But just kind of when it was kind of in between grips, I thought I'll adjust it now and I should be okay. But I've adjusted it as I've turned and it's just slipped down. So if anyone was there, I was just sat there wrestling it for probably 10 seconds or so, trying to like leave it on my knee and it's just too heavy. Mm. So after a lot of fighting with it, I just had to put it down. So I got like some terrible, like 23 or 24 meters. But it was really annoying. But like I said, it was just too many points then to really claw back. but it was it was it was just me taking it probably not seriously enough um, with one of those events. But you know, I, I feel like a few sessions and I would have put in a pretty good distance. Um, but it's just a lesson learned for the future. Definitely, and that's I'm sure all every bad performance leads to a a lesson that you can learn and take away. I'm sure. Oh yeah, of course. Um, so it was an eye one that one, but um, did have some good events. But yeah, definitely need to. Put more a bit more prepping for next year, um, not take it for granted. Yeah, um, jump back to that Britain's strongest man. Obviously, last year, going into that final event, second place, which I, I'm sure a lot of people, I hope you don't mind me saying, would have been surprised to see you that high up. Obviously, expecting you to do well, but maybe not up there in that second place. Maybe pushing for a podium, but not quite second. 
how did you feel that event went, that competition went as a whole for yourself? Obviously, you went and broke the Viking Press World Record. Um, and the shock on your face is a, is a great picture. I'm sure you'll have um, potentially up in your home, just that look of surprise and almost delight on your face at the same time. Yeah, it was good that. I mean, I don't sound too big-headed. I thought I was probably going to win the event and break it because I knew with having such a grouping on 12, I thought yeah. there's no way with how good I was feeling that I'm not better than the like the pack, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. So I thought I'm pretty, pretty confident I was going to break it, but then it just felt very easy. So it was quite still quite comfortable. I looked up and thought, oh wow, I've, I've, you know that that was simple. Um. But it just everything came together. I trained it really hard, and it, the setup just felt really good for me. Normally I'm impeded by my height a little bit, mm. but on that one I I could just give it the full beans with the legs. Um. So yeah, it just went perfectly on that one. Um. Overall, the comp went really well. Um. Just consistent up until the power stairs. Like deadlift was pretty good, mm. a good yoke. Um, again, nothing perfect. Like loading medley was good, not perfect, but I was just up there in the points all the way through, feeling good. Um, and then it was just annoying power stairs because I was kind of I was getting really psyched up, really going for it, but I just knew I wasn't really strong enough to finish them all, and I had to go out and aim to do five quickly. There was no. Or if I get four implements, that's a P, but it, it still would have been off the podium. So yeah. I really just had to attack it and then ended up failing the fourth, which was annoying because it, but it, it was, it was just kind of shit or bust. It was, you either get it incredibly massive PB or there's no point doing anything less. So it was just one of those. But un- annoyingly, it was just the, uh, the worst probable event it could really be. Still a great performance, though, to say that you were fourth at Britain's Strongest Man. Um, obviously, your, your best result. At that competition so far, um, looking ahead, then obviously we've got Britain's strongest man coming up uh, in just a couple of weeks now. Time is really ticking by, and it's 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 coming quickly. Uh, how's your preparation been going for that competition? So prep for this year is going really well. Um, I'm I've hit pretty much everything up to now. I'm I'm kind of like a session behind on my deadlift, so I've kind of got one more heavy deadlift where I need to hit a big. Uh, big top set and go for a PB. Um, I've just had a bit of, just kind of missed time. The last couple of deadlift sessions, um, right. felt a bit run down last week and went for something when I really shouldn't. It just kind of put me back a bit. Probably deadlift as well. You, you know, you've got to recover quite a lot in between. Um, so it's a tricky one to kind of catch up on. Yeah. So I'm hoping next Wednesday I can smash a big deadlift and kind of get back on track with that. Everything else is all going to plan so far. I've hit every every set, every rep. Um, throwing's coming on nicely, which is kind of probably the weakest event for me on those. Um, but that's feeling good. Pressing's really, pressing's feeling good. Normally a strong event for me. Arm over arm, stones both feeling good. Um, so yeah, I'm in a good spot. I'm, well, I it, it would be rare that a prep would go better than it has done. You know what yeah. I mean? You very rarely get one that goes perfectly. So yeah. I'm, I'm in a good place. So you get the odd one where everything just seems to fall for you. But no, I'm definitely in a good place um, and, and feeling pretty fresh too, which is a good thing at this stage. Often you can be two and a half weeks out feeling a bit dead. So I'm feeling ready to really smash these last few heavy sessions. Yeah, that sounds amazing then for, for you in your probable uh, challenge for a podium, obviously be looking to land on that podium, get back to World's Strongest Man. Not going to be an easy feat, though, is it, with this uh, sort of lineup? 
No, not at all. So, I mean, this is a, it's a massive field. It's I think the theme of this one is just everything's going to be tight. It's going to be small margins. Um, it's quite hard to predict how it's going to go because I feel like it's one of those comps where, and it's a bit of a cliche probably nowadays, but you run it a few times and you can see people being yeah. swapped and swapped around um, just on how they actually perform. Um, there's a lot of guys in the comps, a lot of guys looking strong. Um, so I feel like it's going to be one one of those where guys could be, they could be second, they could be eighth. Any and anywhere in between. Um, so yeah, normally you might have two guys you're looking at, but this company you might have seven or eight or nine that you're really looking at being up there on the podium. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a, a very, very tight one. Um, yeah, but I think it'd be a great watch. I think it'd be a fantastic comp to watch. It's rare that you have this much depth that are all capable of being up there um, for the win. So yeah, I think it'll be a really, really interesting comp and a uh, a, a tough one to kind of work your way through. Yeah, it's definitely going to be with the level of talent that's there. It's unbelievable, but the events are a little bit interesting as well. You've obviously got certain guys that are really specialist at certain events. You've got guys that are unbelievable at deadlifts. You've got a couple of guys that you really think, yeah, they should win the bag toss. And obviously you've got Tom Stoltman doing stones, which is almost a, a cheat code win for him at every competition. Um, what do you make of the events? Obviously, a few interesting ones in there with the sort of the deadlifts being a you can either do four hundred or three sixty. Um, the carrying hoist event, which is a brand new event for everybody as well. Yes, yeah, so I really like deadlift. I've, I've still not pulled four hundred. I've not really had a proper attempt at it in uh, in competition. So it's good to be like this. This four hundred kilos, you've just got to pull it. It's been great. So being able to peak up to that. Um, I really like the arm over arm. It brings in a bit of grip, which isn't always tested. It's a very good thing for me and can catch some of the top guys out. Um, so I'm, ho- I'm hoping it does so at this one. Um, but yeah, I think it just, it's a very, very test this year. Obviously, you've got the max strength on the deadlift. You've got the fairly heavy overhead on the 160 axle. Power test with a throw in. Um a bit of grip and endurance on the kind of arm over arm medley and then obviously stone. So it's a nice broad, varied set of events, probably a bit light on moving, but mm. with the throwing and the arm over arm in there, you can't kind of have everything. Um, but I think it'd be an interesting mix and there'd be some like the throwing and the arm over arm. It'll be a bit hard to pick. And obviously throwing the thing with throwing and sandbag toss with the, with it being a run easy one to mess up. Yeah. Um, so a lot of pressure on that one, um, which it's always good at a big show to have an event like that because people really have to be switched on and, uh, you know, in the zone for it. Yeah, I've said to a few people now when I've been discussing this competition and said the bag toss will come down to who doesn't make a mistake. Some of these guys, you know, are going to come out with a hair on fire and just trying to launch it from every angle. I'm looking at Shane Flowers mainly for that. I feel like he's going to be absolutely ramped up for that. Yeah, I mean Shane's an amazing thrower. He absolutely smashed the run last last time at Brits. Did I would imagine he will probably do the same, but it's one of those it's Easy small margins. You only one by going a bit too high or a bit too far mm-hmm. back, and it, it can set you back. So I'm sure there'll be some mistakes, um, but yeah, we'll we'll have to see. It'll definitely be an interesting one to uh, to look at. Just touching on the axle press before we, we kind of move on. Uh, I believe it was it was at 2012, uh, 2022 Brits. 
I believe. Yes. And I believe yes. that's the one where you had a little bit of an interesting technique. I think due down to a sternum injury. Yeah, so I, I just whacked myself in the chest. Yeah. One of the early sessions training the Continental Clean. And it really hurt. It was really yeah. bad. But it it was one of those where if I caught it perfectly, it was fine. If I caught it a bit low and had to roll up, it was absolutely killing me. And it was kind of, I remember it It was almost like shutting down my upper back, like the, the right. nerve feeling of it. It just kind of yeah. switched everything off. So it was really uh, kind of nerve wracking going into the continental clean after. So I'll just commit to the power cleans. Kind of annoyingly, it was 155 on the day instead of 150, which so 150 it would have been just a little bit easier for me to get to get my reps in. Um, mm. So I still got four, I got joint second with quite a few people, but it was annoying not really being able to commit to training the content. And this, this time around, especially with being 160, it would probably been a bit heavy to power clean. So I've been yeah. hitting my continentals hard and trying to drill those, um, which are feeling pretty good. Um, but yeah, definitely something you can kind of grind through a bit more rather than power clean where once it goes, it just goes. You can't really do anything with it. Yeah, makes sense. Glad that it's uh, there's no injury this time and you are not going to have to power clean that fully, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, moving on then, looking at sort of your time at UK Strongest Man, it's it's been a bit of a battle over there at the Ultimate Strongman shows. I know you've, you've done a, a number of those now. And it seems like you were really working up towards that win that obviously came in 2022 and then backed up with 2023. Um, how did it feel to retain that title? Yeah, it felt fantastic to retain. Um, yeah, I mean, I did my first UKs in 2016, didn't make the final. 2017 made the final, came fifth. Next time I did it, 2020 came fourth. 2021 mm. came second, and then 2022 finally got the win. So it was it was a long it was a long time coming. Mm. Um, but yeah, it felt great retaining the title. Felt really good. It was one of those where UK's been a three day comp. You you've really kind of got to guide your way through quite sensibly because a lot of the events are heavy. And a lot of the newer guys you see, especially, they really try and go out the trap and, and, and win everything straight away. Yeah. So you, you see a lot of guys getting quite a lot of confidence day one and then maybe thinking they're going to do really well day two and three, but dropping off a little bit of fatigue. So it was a bit of a day one, I did all right. Day two, I did all right. I did just enough. There weren't really events I'd put much prep in for. It was just, you know, little sprinkles just to make sure my and my eye in. Yeah. And then day three, I was there. I was confident because my training had gone well, but day one and day two hadn't been amazing or, or electric or anything, which is kind of by design, but there's still that thing in your head like, oh, I, I hope it, it is all going right. And I hope when I actually get out on the floor for day three on the event, I'm really hammered that I'm going to feel as good as I want to. And thankfully I did. Won the yoke first, won the um, silver dollar deadlift, and then won the incline log. Yeah. Um, hit big PBs on all of those. And then so everything just came together really well. I did a bit of a mishap on the bull ring wrestle, but it was, it was just a tough one, you know, being a new event. And then we actually had a swap. It was meant to be a car hold, which is one of my best events. So I thought I'm, I'm in yeah. here if I need to do it, pull anything out of the bag. But it ended up being duck walking power stairs, mm. um, which I hadn't trained for at all because it was the eliminator. So I assumed it wouldn't be anywhere near it. Yeah. Um, and they put it in. They said, well, everyone's trained. It's the fairest event. And I'm like, 
in theory, yes, <laughs> but you could have told me this beforehand. Um, but that, thankfully, I was in a good place. I just needed a solid run. I think I came fourth in the last event, but it was mm. just very careful each step, making sure everything's on. So it was a nice, steady run. Um, but I could enjoy it because I knew I was the head of Matt in second. Um, enjoy the full event, enjoy the roar of the crowd. Get that last uh, implement up on the stairs and and really you know take it all in. So it was a, it was different to the year before. It was really like oh I can really let myself take all this out as it's going on. Yeah, which is always good to know is probably how you want to win a competition is uh giving you a chance to enjoy it on that last event. But yeah, yeah. Um, no no sorry I was I was gathering my thoughts as well. I had a little brain fart in myself. <laughs> um, which is always fun. But yeah, looking to 2024 then, are you looking, hoping to retain that for a third time? There's obviously a, uh, a couple of new challengers, the guys that obviously podiumed last year will have a, another target on your back to try and one-up you and uh, overcome you. Do you feel like it's going to be a tougher challenge this year? Yeah, probably tougher. I mean, Callum and Matt will both massively improve this year. Um, Paddy is doing it this year as well. Obviously, he's, he's on a big tear, so it'd be interesting to see how he gets on. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, the thing with UK is now for me, I'm I'm very experienced with it, so I feel like I deal with the three days really well. Yeah. Um, I, well, I'm definitely the most experienced guy doing it now, so I, I don't really know how to pace myself through that. Um, so I'm looking forward to it again. Um, the only thing is obviously ultimate strongman. Some of the events can be quite varied, so. Yeah. I'm fairly well kind of covered now in, with my base in terms of events, but there may be something that's pulled out of the woodwork that's quite new and that's different. Um, so there can always be a bit of a curveball. So a lot of it will come down to the events, but I'm, I'm hoping I can retain again. It's only Eddie and Glenn that have actually won three UK. Mm. So be, to be in a list with those guys would be absolutely massive. Yeah, quite quite a big com- uh, two men to have in company with, being yeah, uh, sure, obviously yeah. Glenn and Eddie. Uh, obviously, I know Glenn likes to throw, as you mentioned, throw a little bit of a curveball in with some of his events. Keeps things uh, interesting, definitely, doesn't it? Obviously, the bull ring this time was uh, a big surprise, and I know. How do you train for something like that? Well, I didn't, to be honest, because I, I, I had a few things and ideas and setups, but nothing seemed close enough to warrant putting the time in. Um the only thing I could have really done is done it with someone, but mm. I don't really train with anyone that big, to be fair. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I mean, you probably need someone, you need someone who's big and strong who's at that level. Yeah. Um, so it's a tricky one, and you can't. It's not one of those where you can go up to someone else who might be at that level who's not competing and say, "Okay, just do this really new event with me," and yeah. maybe injure yourself, and you yeah. know what I mean. So it's it is tough. So I didn't train it. Um, I think we were the matchup, me and Killian. Um, so I think I probably got my tactics wrong a little bit, mm. um, figuring it out on the on the go. I wish I could have seen a couple, yeah. um, but obviously when you're first out, you've just got you've just got us trying to figure out. I spent a lot of time trying to twist the thing out of his the ring out of his arms, which I've seen a couple of guys do when we were practicing, mm. and it was just a terrible idea. I should have just spent more time <laughs> trying to tire him out. But it's yeah. one of those you live and learn. Uh, thankfully, it didn't cost me at all in the end. But yeah, it was. Uh, Tiring, really mm. tiring event, working for 60 full seconds. Um, I mean, some of the guys that had to do 
kind of three full rounds of that were absolutely dead on their feet, bless him. Killian himself, he was mm. absolutely done in getting oxygen in the back because he'd have three full-on rounds all the way through. Wow, interesting. You you mentioned something uh, when I was talking to you about 2024 and UKs and the word experience. Does it feel a little bit weird to talk about yourself being experienced and obviously well-versed in these competitions, seeing as you're not even 30 yet, are you? No, as I'm trying to turn 30 in August, so this year, finally there, <laughs> after being around for a while. Yeah, yeah I know it's that, um, I was at a comp, This it wasn't one of the ultimate comps, was it Europe's? It was one on a, in London, um, even though I'm quite older than me, so yeah, I've been around, my first comp was 2011, Yeah, which, thinking about it now, it doesn't seem that long ago to me, but now, I mean, it's, we're getting towards 15 years, um, yeah, wow. which is a lot longer than most strongman careers. Um, and yeah, it, it is strange being definitely one of the most experienced guys at every comp now, even though I'm still one of the younger guys, not the youngest anymore, certainly, but normally on the younger side. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something I'm noticing more with in terms of thinking about how I train for events, what I've kind of seen before, changes at events and things like things don't seem to phase me much anymore mm. you know if something's changed it's changed. like uk's example the change the last event i was like all right i've been here before it's fine it's, um yeah. you know it, it, it you just kind of get used to it so it definitely mm. does help with strongman where it's such a kind of open skill sport where everything changes and you can have two events that are technically the same but one might be on grass one might be on concrete so yeah. how you approach them changes. So it's uh yeah, definitely comes in handy. Um most situations I've probably seen before. Um so there's not really much that comes up that's new and surprises me, which is a, a just a useful place to be. Yeah, which is yeah, you say definitely helpful in the wacky world of strongman with things uh, coming out of left field. Taking you sort of back then, how did how did you first kind of fall in love and start in the world of strongman? Ooh, many, many moons ago. Oh, no, I'll take you all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> so I, God, I do feel old now thinking about this. Um, so I started off basically training, lifting weights anyway at home when I was like 14, 15, got mm. Argos dumbbell set as I do. Then I got a little five foot barber with the spin lock collars. Um that's when things got really got serious. Uh, mm. And then started going to the gym with a mate of mine from school when I was in year 11. Um, just local kind of bodybuilding, spit and sawdust type gym. Um, stank a lot. I didn't have any windows oh, nice. or ventilation. And a guy that used to own two chippies used to come in and stink it out for fi <laughs> of fish for hours. So sometimes, you know, that was not a nice place to be. It was a great gym. Um, it was good fun. Uh, and then basically I was training there and a guy... I saw, well, I always remember, he's wearing an Inza shirt. And back then you didn't see a lot of like powerlifting brands or anything like that. I was yeah. like, oh, Inza, that, that's mm -hmm. weird. So I was in the leg room with an outing leg press. And I didn't talk to him because back then I did not speak to anyone. Way too shy for that. So I was uh, leg press. I think he was deadlifting. Didn't really say anything. Um, and then one day he came and I was squatting and he asked mm -hmm. me how old I was. Gave me a couple of pointers because my feet were all, all, all over the place. Um, but then we started talking. Um, asked if I'd ever done strongman training before, and at the time I was just kind of training 
bodybuilding power just strength and size you know typical stuff you want to get a bit bigger you want to get a bit stronger yeah. but i never really thought about any kind of competition or anything like that yeah. watched a lot of strong man but didn't realize it was anything below worlds and britons um so we got talking we ended up having a session together this guy was called baz and he trained with a lot of the guys that used to train in the midlands in like the late noughties um back when it really was pretty you know underground Mm. Um, so we trained together once and had a couple of sessions and ended up training together like full time from then. Um, and then if we used to like jerry rig stuff up, like making duck walks out of like weight trees and farmers walks with the biggest dumbbells, you know, nice. just make do with what you can. And then basically he and another guy, um, who worked at a gym and me in a competition in Stocksbridge. Um, and it was like a, it was a charity company. It was like, what, what would be a novice comp? Um, yeah. So I entered that. It was just before I turned 17. So I was definitely the youngest in that one. Um, got my arse handed to me, to be fair. Um, came second to last, but really enjoyed it and really thought, oh, no, this is something I can I can pursue and be good at. Um, so after that, I well, after that, I didn't compete for a while because I didn't like the term novice. It didn't gel well with my uh, young ego. So I wanted oh, yeah. to train up and do, do the opens comps. Um, so I trained for another about 18 months. Entered an open comp junction gym for anyone that's been around for a long time. That's long gone now. Um, came mid table in that when I was 18, and then kind of from there, I just got on the circuit um, and just started working my way through the ranks. Wow. Definitely a journey then from uh, your first comp, sort of all those years ago. What, just 16, will it have been? Yeah, you said just before you turned 17. Yeah. To now having two world's strongest man competitions under your belt if you went back and like spoke to that 16 year old before his first comp and kind of told him where you are now would you would you quite believe it yeah probably um I always had high aspirations um and by that part I knew I was getting pretty strong I knew I was really strong for my age so I, I always basically after that first comp it was like right I'm doing well strongest man there's no in between, I didn't really want to do a sport where I didn't feel like I was really going to progress. It was after that, I was playing rugby for a bit, but then it was like, right, I'm doing strongman, I'm doing rugby, and I chose strongman, and then it was off to the races. But yeah, it really was like, I'm, I'm, this is going to be my thing. And uh, to be fair, probably my A-level and uni results would uh, <laughs> kind of show that my focus was very much strongman from being 16. That was it. That was uh, where I was going to go. Yeah, I mean... Uh be a bit of an interesting one uh, for a few people. I've had Conor Curran talk about his law and Spanish degree, uh, Paddy Onwee's master's in forens- forensic accounting. And oh, wow, you- that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, educational of these podcasts as well. You learn a-, a lot of things about these guys. I wouldn't have picked that for Paddy. Mm-hmm. I would not have picked that for Paddy. Yeah. Uh, I didn't you, think they taught, taught him how to read on farms. I thought he'd just well. be there with, like, blocks. <laughs> oh, he, said that, he said there were a lot of that as well. <laughs> but he was very academical, apparently, as well. Um, obviously, it's do, going doing well for him now. Obviously, kind of going into coaching and um, strong. He's doing extremely well in the world of strongman. As a you oh, yeah, talk, talking about coaching, you obviously uh, do a little bit of coaching yourself. I believe yes. you coach the or help out the world's strongest woman, the current world's strongest woman, in Rebecca Roberts. I. Don't coach Becca anymore. Um, oh. I did coach Becca for, oh God, what was it? The Arnold and UK's 
So it's second place at the Island Angel in the UK's yeah. up until the summertime, sometime before Europe's OSG. But yeah, um, it was great seeing it go on. Well, second at Europe's, wasn't it? Yeah. And won Britain's. Yeah. And then one world, of course. Her and Lucy, every comp has just been neck and neck. It's been Um, an incredible 2023 for the women's scene, but especially those two, as you say, with them two being extremely close. And uh, you obviously, if anybody knows about the sort of year that, uh, or the past couple of years that Rebecca's had away from Strong, uh, Strong Woman as well, to be able to be performing at the level that she is, is very inspirational, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's been amazing to see. I mean, she's had setback after setback. It's some awful, awful personal stuff. So it's just been inspirational to see her stay at the very, very top level uh, and obviously winning Worlds Cup half a year. It's been absolutely amazing. But yeah, what she's doing is, is incredible. Um, and it's been great to see her have a ba- battles with Lucy too. You know, two Brits at the top, at the very mm-hmm. top, literally neck and neck into yeah. pretty much every competition. It's uh, it's brilliant watching for viewers, you know, it's great when you can run away for, from with a comp for yourself, but as viewers, you want to see battles and you want to see fights, and uh, that's exactly what they're having. So it it's just makes brilliant uh, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just want to touch on the women's scene. Obviously, you'll you'll have a, probably more experience in it. Um, obviously, being married to Shannon, who we mentioned earlier, is a is a competitor herself. Um, how great has it been the sort of last twelve months to see that? see the women's scene sort of get a bit more of a spotlight, obviously with the Giants Live comp uh, for Britain's Strongest Woman, being in Doncaster Dome, same weekend as England's Strongest Man, being on the live stream, getting more opportunities to be seen by people. Um, obviously OSG this year has been unbelievable as well. Sky's the limit really for that, for the women's sport as well as the men's. Oh, yeah, it's been incredible. So, I mean, I went to the, the team comp last year. Um, you know, it felt really special for me to get and see Donna walk out in front of however many thousand of people. I first met Donna, it was 20, I think 2014. We were doing Northern England's Strongest Man. It was Mark Lawson's gym, and she was doing like a, an Atlas Stone World record. And it was like, it's a tub of protein. That was fantastic. You know, 50 people, whatever, in the gym car yeah. park. So to see her go from that and now getting to perform in front of these massive arenas and these massive crowds, getting all these views online um, and really getting some recognition uh, is fantastic. And then carrying on into this year, seeing Britain's Strongest Woman stand alone was, fat, was amazing. Mm. Um, really great show. The crowd were into it massively. Uh, again, another great battle with Lucy and Becca to really make a, a fantastic show. Um, but all around the women's side is coming on hugely. I think people are really realizing how much potential it has. And you've, I've often had women at comps ask me, um, "Do women do this? Do women do this for, for years now?" And it's really nice to, for them to see now that, oh yeah, you know, they know it's there and it's out there. Everyone's seeing it, um, and it's great because you. You do see a lot of women watching shows and families, and you'll see little girls, that, and they're, they're like strong, man. It's great, but seeing women that you can relate to, um, you know, it's just a, puts a different spin on it, and it's uh, great for them to see these these ladies come up um, and, and, you know, be role models. Um, like with Shannon, for instance, obviously, I'm, uh, I know her quite well. 
<laughs> but you like, seeing, <laughs> seeing her get messages uh, from women getting into the sport and yeah. and you know saying that she's been like an inspiration to them and and, and a bit of a guidance for them, it's, it's fantastic. Um, and they're just getting more and more popular, and I think it'll just grow and grow and grow. Um, it's a similar kind of thing to the weight class is strong, but I think like you see weightlifting or powerlifting or even combat sports now, especially probably women's MMA is yeah. is a good example of it. Just been poo pooed a few years ago, and now it's absolutely massive. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you know, the women's fights are on the same level as the men's, so it's I think it's going that way. And I think we'll see more of a kind of arena shows for women, more and more, um, really big crowds, big prizes, uh, and just big levels of exposure for them, which would be great to see. And those comps are really uh, they're as, as good as the men's, so they definitely deserve to be given the sort of recognition that the men get as well. Um, I'm sure we all can agree on that. Whenever we've seen sort of OSG, OSG Europe's been the women, uh, Britain's strongest woman comp, definitely entertaining still. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, especially at OSG when you have such these massive fields in all the classes and seeing these real kind of tight knit battles between yeah. them, um, it's just brilliant to see. Um, and the women's is just as competitive as the men's, some, some of the athletes now are absolutely incredible. Um, doing some mind-boggling feats. Ooh, definitely are. Sp- uh, moving on to sort of the rest of the year then, um, what does the rest of 2024 look like for Paul Smith? That is a good question. So there's not a huge deal kind of booked in for now. We've got, obviously, Britain's coming up. UK's is in the diary. Mm. Um, but other than that, there's nothing that's really set in stone for me. Um, obviously, the big thing at Britain's is to get to Worlds. If you get to Worlds, you're probably going to do Europe's as well. Um, and then you'll kind of see from there. So it's mm. it, it's hard for me to say exactly what's going to be going on. I'm, I'm hoping that Britain's goes well and get to Worlds in um, May time, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and that will kind of take me into early summer into UKs and hopefully another couple of big comps. But for now, I'm not, I, I never really think too far ahead in terms of comps. Especially if Britain's coming up, that's a big focus. And then after that, I'll have a bit more of a clear picture. But really, everything's geared towards that uh, and making sure I do well there. You've given the wrong answer there. What you should have said is 2024 involves dad duties. Well, I was, I was thinking about that. Does he mean? I meant in general. Ah, I fair did, enough. being strong, man, but I thought it might be a nice one to bob in just dad duties in there as well. Oh yeah, I never know how <laughs> like sport focused to do these things, but yeah, yeah, I guess the biggest thing for us after Britons will be just getting used to training with a baby, yeah. Um, yeah. and that'll kind of be the the big test. Um, obviously, with both of us competing at such a high level, um, we've just got to kind of figure out our routine with that. But it's we've kind of been worrying about it a little bit, but I think it's one of those where we've just got to do it and get it right so there's no real choice for it to go wrong because yeah you know this is just what we've got to do so i think it'll be absolutely fine um but yeah it will definitely be a bit of a different um challenge having a, a little baby to contend with yeah i'm sure once you get your sort of routine down and sort of get your head around it you'll be absolutely fine i'm sure yeah yeah to be fair a few guys had babies this he seems to focus them really well like shane flowers have been flying since yeah. he's had his uh since he's had his um and i think it's one of those where 
if you can get in a good routine, it really makes you kind of have to be on time with things. You know, you you might have two hours there and you've, you've got to get stuff done mm. um, so it can focus you a little bit more than if you've got, a, you know, sometimes the worst days that you have all day to train or something and, and you just end up being a bit lazy. Whereas with, with having things a bit more organised and, and really regimented, it's uh, it can be a bit of a blessing as well. Yeah, I just want to sort of wrap up on a little bit of chat around World Strongest Man. Um, and obviously, again, that was sort of a journey for yourself to get back to it in 2023. Um, the, your first experience of World Strongest Man in 2018 sort of you didn't really get much time to think about competing. Peating obviously were a very, very last-minute replacement for that 2018 comp. Uh, how did that sort of play on your mind and sort of how did you react to that? Yes, I mean it was that it was that close that there was no time to yeah. worry about it. It was literally kick warm up, go, go, get on the down stage. Um then it was time after the first event I could reflect and, you know, kind of get my head around it. But yeah, the first time around it was really tricky because I got the reserve spot mm. and back then there were different events for each group. Yeah. So I probably had 10 or 11 events to cover for the heats and try to fit them in in a couple of weeks. So I just felt very unprepared for pretty much anything and then ended up getting all my worst events in the heat that I didn't get to. <laughs> you know, something yeah. like if I got a log, well, I've done a lot of log. I'm well prepared on that. And it was Dumbbell, which back then was a really poor event for me mm. uh, and just stuff like that. I just seemed to get my worst combination. Um, mm. So, yeah, it was a great experience, but it, it really did feel like I'm, I am not prepared for this one um, at all. Um, felt much better prepared going back this year, but just didn't have a great performance, uh, annoyingly. Um, especially after Brits went so well, um, and then even UK's five or five weeks after feeling really good. Um, the it it's one of those, isn't it, where some comps go well, some comps go bad, and it's just mm-hmm. annoying when. The one that goes bad is is the biggest one. Um, so yeah, so hopefully I can get back and and I think if I can get back there this year, it, it's less of a thing as well. Whereas this year it was very much on back at worlds, on back at worlds. It was almost like it was there was too much on it because it had yeah. been so long. Like the the story was, oh Paul's got an invite to worlds again, rather than it being, I'm just going to go in and. and you know, do what I can do. It was almost like there was a bit too much to it for me rather than just going in and focusing on the actual performance itself. Yeah, it's, it, I'm guessing it was more the excitement to be back after that sort of five years away and that five years probably thinking, what do I need to do to get back to that stage? Obviously, everybody in the sport wants to be at that world's strongest man competition and wants to be at that world level, don't they? So kind of overcoming that probably as you say, probably was a big challenge for yourself. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, look, I, I really, nah, I guess I didn't, I try not to make a massive thing of it too much. Hmm. But I think the whole storyline was, what? you know, it was a thing. Whereas I think you get back there next year, it's going to be less of a thing. I'm just going to be one of the athletes at the comp who's going to yeah. do well. Um so yeah, I think probably use a bit too much mental energy on that side of things, rather than just seeing it as another competition to uh, to do well at. Yeah, I think I remember seeing SBD doing sort of videos of 
of yourself and interview sit down interviews with yourself in the lead up to it, talking about your journey and your story. Um, I think you did. Did you do the photo shoot for the World's Strongest Man T-shirts as well? Yeah, yeah. So kind of everything going around it, maybe just played on your mind a little bit. But as you say, hopefully, fingers crossed, you will be there in 2024 back in Myrtle Beach. Hopefully it's going to be a better, better result for yourself and you come away feeling like you've really given a good... Well, you, don't want to say giving a good uh, account of yourself. Obviously, you'll have felt like you've gone over there last year and given the best version of yourself that you could. Um, but yeah, hopefully in 2024, you get back there and it, it, it turns out to be a, a good competition for yourself. Yeah, that's the plan. Um, yeah, that's it. Because um, it's it's funny, like, going to Giants Live with the same guys felt really confident. Yeah, going into like worlds with them for some reason, I just didn't feel the same. I think it was kind of a bit of a hangover from the uh, from the last time, and being a bit more used to that that again now. Um, so I can go in and just you know take it as it is. Yeah. So again, sorry, just to finish, I want to hear your thoughts on how you feel like you're going to do this year at Britain's Strongest Man 2024. Obviously, coming up in a couple of weeks. It's a home, your hometown crowd of Sheffield. First of all, how how do you feel walking out every time at Sheffield? Obviously, knowing that they all absolutely adore and love you. Oh, it's fantastic! I'm really lucky to be able to do Giants Live consistently every year in my hometown. I think this is it's four seven number seven now in Sheffield Arena, which is obviously fantastic. The crowd's always huge. The crowd's always really gets behind me and it is a massive boost and a massive lift. Um, so yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. Definitely very grateful um, for that support uh, and knowing that I can go in and, and know that it's going to be a lot of support for me. Yeah. And then finally, 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 will be the last question I promise and I'll let you go. How do you feel like you're going to get on at Britain's Strongest Man? What are you hoping for in terms of uh, a result? So the goal is to get on, get on the podium. Um I feel good. It's one of those, certainly this year, I haven't given it loads of thought as to actual positions. Sometimes I go a little bit, I think, over the top, trying to predict mm. where people are. I think this time I've, I haven't really worried about it much at all. It's all. It's just been very much, I've written my, written my program out, hit these numbers, and I've hit all the numbers. I'll be in a very good spot. But again, with such a big field, there's nine other guys. If they hit all the numbers, they'll be in a very good spot. Um, so I'm just just trying to come in as as strong as I can. I think I'll do well. Um, you know, I feel really good. Um, everything's in a good place. Um, so I think I'll be very. I think I'll be the strongest I've ever been. Um, I'm pretty certain of that. Well, the numbers I'm hitting now suggest that I am already. So I think I, it will be the strongest kind of performance I've given um, but yeah I've not given massive thoughts to placings because it is one of those like it's going to be tight margins and I, I don't really want to obsess too much about where everyone is in relation to each other yeah. Um, I'm just going to try and you know finish off the rest of the prep and then obviously do, do the events as best as I can Um, but I find with strongman when you can influence other people so little I don't find that much benefit of really trying to kind of predict where people are going to be because it's not like 
you know, say, say it's a, a combat sport or anything where you're physically in control of the other person's performance, you know, we're all going to get as many points as possible. Points means prices. That's our mm-hmm. goal. Um, so that's a goal for me. I'm just going to try and get as many points as possible. Hopefully be pretty consistent. Um, that's the big aim. Uh, and just, you know, not have a bad event. And that should see me up there near the business end. Smart way to approach it. I think uh, everybody can agree, obviously, taking it uh, as you can, uh, doing the best you can do, obviously not too much focus on what everybody else does. And at the end of the day, you can only control what you do, as you say. It's not any way you can influence anybody else's performances. But yeah, that's that's been fantastic, Paul. So first of all, thank you for joining us, for joining myself uh, on episode three of uh, the All Things Strongman podcast. Have you have you enjoyed it? Yeah, it's been good. I always like doing podcasts uh, and talking shops. Yeah, hope it was uh, a good listen for everyone. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having me on. No, anytime, pal. Thank you to everybody who's taken the time out to listen to this podcast or watch it if you're over on the YouTube. Uh, we'll have many more coming up in the build-up to Britain's Strongest Man. We've got, already got a couple more scheduled in, uh, so keep your eyes peeled. Plenty more, plenty of content still to come. But, yeah, have a nice day, and uh, whatever time you're listening to this, enjoy the rest of your day. Giantslive.com. Get your tickets for Britain's Strongest Man. There you go. He's given the sales call. <laughs> Darren, somewhere Darren Sadler's listened to this with a big smile on his face <laughs> I would say to be fair for anyone listening who's, who's not sure this is going to be a good one I can this. pretty much guarantee this is going to be a very good watch this might this might be the best watch you ever have at Britain's so I really wouldn't I know everyone says this every year but I really wouldn't miss this one I think this is going to be a fantastic show You've heard it from a man that will be performing there. I can absolutely guarantee as well that this is the strongest lineup for a Britain's strongest man. If you do want to watch it, it'll be over on uh, officialstrongman.com. You've still got time to get your tickets as well. They're available at giantslive.com, be at the Utilita Arena in Sheffield on Saturday, the 27th of January. Did I do my sales sales pitch well there, Nailed Paul? Nailed it. There you Nailed go. Nailed it. So, yeah. So now, now we'll head off. Thank you for listening. Goodbye, everybody.